There were things in the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness which were to be done daily as part of the service and worship of the children of Israel. The light from the candlestick lampstand was to be continually burning. And the fire upon the altar was never to go out. Tony Broom Ministries greets you from on location at Senior Citizens Nursing Home of Henderson, North Carolina. Here is Pastor Broom with a message from Hebrews chapter 9, called, Daily Tabernacle Service. I want to talk to you about church. Church is something that we all love, and you used to be able to get out and go to church. And church is something that was not just started when the day of Pentecost was the birth of the church as we know it, but they had church in the Old Testament. They had what was called the tabernacle of the congregation. They had this tabernacle set up that you could go and you could meet with the Lord. And it's a wonderful thing to know that all the things that church has to do with, every piece of furniture in that tabernacle had to do something with the Lord. It had to do something with Jesus. He fulfills all of it. And our devotion title is Daily Tabernacle Service. There were things that happened in the tabernacle daily. And it had to take place. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 1 through 7 talks about this old covenant and how it relates to us today. Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service. So it's not just church in the New Testament. Even in the Old Testament, they had ordinances of divine service. They had a worldly sanctuary. We'd call it an earthly tabernacle. It was called the tabernacle of the congregation. That's where they met together. Moses would go into that tabernacle and the priests would offer offerings in that tabernacle. And that's the place that they set up. They carried it throughout the wilderness and they set it up and they would go there and worship and they would offer their sacrifices. There was a tabernacle made. The first wherein was a candlestick and the table and the shewbread. King James says shewbread, showbread, which is called the sanctuary. So you see these items in the sanctuary, in the tabernacle of the congregation. They had the candlestick. The candlestick represents the light. And there's so many things like in this world today. We might say, well, you look at the church. You don't need that piano. Take it out. Throw it away. You don't need that candlestick. You don't need this and that. But there's so many things that we're taking away. We're trying to make the church look more like the world and the world look more like the church and you can't tell them apart. Amen. And taking away all the image we say, well, if we can take away the image of the church, that will make young people feel more comfortable to come to church because it don't look so churchy. But if you take away everything that looks like a church, then it won't be a church anymore because you're ashamed of what it represents. What if they had been ashamed of the candlestick or the lampstand in the tabernacle of the congregation? They would not have light because the lampstand, the candlestick gave light over against the table. The table. We don't need that old table anymore. They don't have the communion tables in church anymore. He used to sit down there and say, in remembrance of you. I do this in remembrance of me. But it, you don't have it anymore. We're ashamed of it. Take the table out. Throw it away. Show bread. 
What if you take the showbread and throw it out in the street? Throw it out on the ground? Wouldn't that be desecration? That's what we're doing now in our churches. We're desecrating the house of God. And we're becoming more of a national setup. It's becoming more of a display. More of a commercialism. More of a Christian center. We want a Christian center. We don't want a church anymore. Showbread. The showbread was put there hot every day so that they would have hot bread put in there and it represents the bread that Christ came, the bread of life. So this is called the sanctuary, the tabernacle of the congregation. After the second veil, there was a veil put up there that would keep out from the most holy place and it would separate from the tabernacle of the congregation into the holy place. The tabernacle which is called the holiest of all. And that's that holy place that you dare not go into if you're not supposed to. It had the golden censer. It had the Ark of the Covenant overlaid round about with gold. This was a precious thing. You couldn't just throw it out and say, oh, we don't need that anymore. That's what the United States has done. Oh, we don't need the Ten Commandments anymore. Oh, we don't need all this anymore. They've done away with it. They've taken it off the courthouse wall. They've taken it out of the schoolhouse room. They've taken it out of the legislation in Raleigh in other places. Well, you can take it out, but you can't do away with it because God's Word lives and abides forever. Herein, or wherein, was the golden pot that had manna. God says, I want you to take a pot and I want you to put some of this manna in there so that the generations that will come will know they won't have to worry about what the manna was. This is something that you will have so that you will know what the manna was. And when somebody talks about manna, they can say, oh, that's just a fairy tale. And they can say, no, that's not a fairy tale. Look at it right here. It represents the bread that God fed the children of Israel all 40 years throughout the wilderness. They had bread to eat every day. And in that piece of manna, it had all the nutrients. It had all the vitamins. You don't have to worry about your protein. It had all the protein that you needed. It had all the vitamins that you needed, all the nutrients. Everything was in there. And yet they didn't like it. Aaron's rod that budded was there. God said these things are meaningful and they're done daily to remind us of the holiness of the house of God. The tables of the covenant. Oh, we don't need that anymore. We don't need the law to tell us thou shalt not steal and thou shalt not kill and thou shalt not commit adultery. Don't even be talking about that. Everybody's hanking and panking and everybody's doing all this stuff. No, don't talk to us about things like that. Well, the tables of the covenant. God gave Moses those tables and he wrote on those stones the Ten Commandments and it still stands today. He overlaid with the cherubim. Over it, the Ark of the Covenant was there and over it was a cherubim of glory shadowing the mercy seat. These are holy things in that holy place of which we cannot now speak particularly. Now when these things were thus ordained, the priests went always into the first tabernacle. Into the first tabernacle, the priests went daily offering the offerings. They had the lamb in the morning and the lamb in the evening. And they had all these sacrifices and the oblations and the gifts and the trespass offerings and the sin offerings and reconciliation offerings and all these offerings that they did. They did that daily. Well, we may not have to do all that anymore, but you know why? It's because Jesus Christ is our sin offering. 
He is the one who fulfilled all that. And we don't have to do it. But we didn't just throw it away. You can't just throw away the church worship. No matter where you are, you can worship God. This is the first tabernacle. These priests went continually into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But into the second went the high priest alone once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. There was a sin offering. There was a blood offering that was made so that we could continue to worship God. If the blood had not been shed, even in the Old Testament, they would not have been accepted. And if the blood of Jesus Christ had not been shed, we would not be accepted today. It takes the power of the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Respect and reverence of God's house is taught in both the Old and New Testaments. In Leviticus chapter 19 verse 30 and chapter 26 verse 2, says the same thing. You shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. That's the way that God wants us to respect church. We don't just treat it like a bowling alley. We don't just treat it like a pool hall. He said, you shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, These things write I unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. Some people know how to behave themselves. Some people need to learn how to behave themselves in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth, the daily worship of the tabernacle. And we can worship Him daily. In Jerusalem, it says, after Jesus was resurrected and went back to heaven, they continued daily in the temple, worshiping and praising God. Daily tabernacle service. We don't have to worship Him in a tent like they did in the wilderness. But we can worship Him daily. And these things that are in the house of God, it doesn't matter whether a table is made out of wood or plastic, or whether the pulpit is made out of wood or plastic. It's not what it's made out of. It's what it is and what it represents. That's the thing. It may be just a stand with the corners all jabbed off like this one is. But it's what it represents. And what does it represent? It represents someone who is standing up and speaking the Word of God. And the pulpit is important. The altar is important. The places of worship are important. The places where the musicians sing and they praise God is important. The pews, whether you've got pews or theater chairs, it's important. The places that have been set apart and have been sanctified and have been made holy, it's not because of the material, it's because of what it stands for. Daily tabernacle service. And we're to worship Him every day. No matter where you worship, whether in a cathedral or tent, you can praise God right there where you are. When others scoff at the old-time religion, just thank God that you know what it's all about. Daily Tabernacle Service has been a production of Tony Broom Ministries.